Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Freddie, also known as Nanny Knight, and we are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. And today we do have a very special episode. We're interviewing a few people from a great movie called The Cursed, which is out now when this uh, podcast releases. And if you guys want to introduce yourselves and tell us uh, what role you play, I'd appreciate it. For sure. I am Sarah Gray. I play Ellie in this movie, and she is a kind, compassionate nurse who has struggled with finding her independence, and she's kind of on that journey when we meet her. Absolutely. Alexis? Um, I play, oh, sorry, I'm Alexis Knapp. And I play Mary Lynn Crandon, who is a mother to Sadie Crandon, who is played by my actual daughter. And this is her first feature oh. film. And she did audition, just so everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Disclaimer, of course. Cat, <laughs> and um, it worked out. And um, we go through um, a very, well, I don't want to say too much um, because the character is a little bit mysterious. You don't know if she's good or bad until the end. Right. No, that's the thing that I love about this movie. There's so much mystery to it. And then the opening scene alone is one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. And it creates the whole tone of uh, what we were about to watch. And the thing with the cursed is it's kind of a little bit of a slow burn. And then that third act just goes wild. And it's so crazy and it's so yeah. much fun. Um, this movie is very entertaining. You both did an amazing job. You guys' roles are very dynamic. And it's cool to listen to you say that uh, that was your daughter that played in that role. Um, because it does feel like a very good, genuine connection. So that actually really works because you were able to work off her. And Absolutely. The thing that I always want to ask first and what we asked all of our guests and it's kind of like our main question is why horror? Did you guys grow up on horror movies? Does the genre seem very interesting to play? Uh, what got you into like the horror genre? Um, well, for me, I was I was definitely apprehensive about this script originally because it is mm. so brutal. And uh, <laughs> I really was really disgusted by the whole skinning of the face thing and stuffing it in the ellie character's mouth i was like oh my, oh my god. god yeah that scene read this let alone like oh witness it and then watch it later so <laughs> i said no and actually what's funny i was with my ex-boyfriend at the time in milan where he lived i was visiting him i was like in his territory it was his birthday and he was like you can't accept this this is gross like blah blah blah, blah. So then when he was telling me not to, it made me be like, well, wait, why can't I, you know, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> right. It's probably more of a reason to like jump into the role. It's like, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. I will do this. Absolutely. Well, yeah. If people try to control me like that. Then uh, I, I'll, I'll give it another gander. It's like, okay, why was I, why am I pushing back on this so hard? Maybe it's a similar trigger that he's having towards it or something. Let me really sit with this. And so when I, when I sat with it longer and then um, uh, I, I just started to, really start to get it a little bit more and seeing mm -hmm. the um, the emotional and dramatic undertones that are driving the story that are very real and very deep and very relatable and kind of more uncommon for the horror genre. Um, and then once I met Kevin, then I was like, oh yeah, this is a sure thing. This guy's amazing. He's a 
beautiful person inside and out. Like he's just Absolutely. a wonderful human being. And I hadn't even seen Willie's. So I didn't even need that to, uh, to make this choice. Yeah. Willie's Wonderland is also a pretty awesome, crazy movie as well. And it's so great that you like brought him up because he seems like a very nice guy. And I've seen a little bit of interviews with him and it sounds like he's just a very good genuine person. He is. He really is. He's got a really good heart and that's a, <laughs> sadly a rare thing to find in in the industry with the with the leaders <laughs> oh i'm really glad that you were able to find someone like him then and have this project did Thank you, gr- you did you grow up watching scary movies at all no not really i mean i've watched some but i i can watch scary movies i like suspense i just can't watch like a lot of gore but the irony That's is fair. that i, I- I like to make gore myself. Like I want to be the person slashing people up, but like, I don't want to watch <laughs> it if I don't know what's going to happen. Well, that's cool to hear because yeah, your character in this movie is kind of a badass. So you definitely have that fighter <laughs> fighting instinct. How about you, Sarah? What brings you to the genre of horror? Did you grow up on it or what like interests you into joining this, uh, this movie? You know, I, uh, the first time I watched a horror film, I was six years old and it was, on accident um it was, <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was the sixth sense and Ooh, uh, yeah i was probably too young to appreciate because it is an amazing movie but um i was just petrified um and then i didn't watch too much horror growing up but you know i started acting and i kept finding myself being put in horrors <laughs> for some reason it's kind of like found me and I'm not mad about it. I, I started right. to really, I started to really enjoy horror. Uh, it's not something I watch every single day, but every once in a while, I get a craving to get a nice adrenaline rush from a horror movie, and so it can be so much fun. Um, so yeah, I was excited. I was excited when this script was sent to me, and you know, I had been a fan of Kevin's. I was excited to work with him. I mean, everything Alexis said, he he is a beautiful beautiful person I couldn't have picked a better director for this especially since you know it's it is it's such heavy topics that we're dealing with emotional places that I have to go so you know to have him there leading the ship and creating such a special and positive and safe environment for us was just really really appreciated and kind of necessary you know with these things but um yeah, and it was just so creepy. Like I got chills reading the script, and <laughs> I remember my mom messaged me after she saw the trailer because I didn't really like let on just how demonic this <laughs> project was. And she's like, "Sarah, what are you doing?" <laughs> oh, and the movie goes there, especially towards the end too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it's really great hearing that because it sounds like uh, you guys had a lot of fun on set, and there was a lot of good like. Um, collaborative effort and i always bring up in all of my interviews like making a movie takes a lot of work and power and collaboration there's a lot of moving parts and being able to have a really good team behind that and especially with a director that relationship is very important and it's cool to hear that you're talking about like scary movies like it gives you adrenaline rush because you two in this movie are giving that back to the audience so the thing that you love about it you're putting it back out in the world which is awesome to see but yeah no and you like you said your character has a lot of emotional weight to it you're dealing with like grief loss uh, maybe a little bit of ptsd and then also dealing with all the horrors that we see in the movie and it's a lot and it's very challenging and 
uh, you did an amazing job doing it. So you killed it in your role. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, of course. And talking about a little bit about your role uh, for both of you, what is something that was very important for your role to bring to the table? Uh, well, for me, um, <clears throat> I wanted to bring uh, the clear mother-daughter connection mm-hmm. um, that only a real mother-daughter could. <laughs> um, as well as I, I wanted to try and bring a little Sigourney Weaver energy into my character um, while still maintaining true to my own essence. Um, yeah, that's Not, about it. Yeah, no, that's really good because I totally feel it. I, I, I see the Sigourney Weaver in your character for sure. Like oh, a little bit Frederick. of like the, the final yeah, girl, like badass. Uh, <laughs> it came through the screen for sure. And I think people oh, are really going to appreciate your character. Uh, both of your characters are just badass and I just love seeing that that's like especially with like female protagonists it's like we need more of it we need more female leads and I always push it like you guys are awesome I love it you can like inspire a lot of people uh that's why I always look forward to like watching horror films too so no you killed it thank you yeah and I agree we need more female badassery in the world it's it's happening oh this this year has been phenomenal and I love seeing it how about you for Sarah? How, what's so meaningful for your role and what did you want to bring to the table? Yeah, I, you know, I really, I just wanted to bring as much honesty as I could to the role. Um, I know what it's like to lose a loved one, uh, to go through overwhelming grief and the guilt that comes with that and, and the shock. And, you know, that really is such a universal thing that everyone either has or will go through. So, I just wanted to make it as relatable as possible and hopefully cathartic for people to see. Um, and I, you know, I don't know what it's like to have a demon try to get at me. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty <laughs> good. There was a little bit of imagination there, but um, yeah, truly just, you know, I was just hoping to be the best, best I could for Kevin and for his vision and, and uh, yeah, just as much honesty as I could. Of course. I think that's the beautiful thing about the horror genre is that it can go places where other movies don't really go. But at the same time, it could be also very symbolic. It's like you could be facing a demon metaphorically in a way and dealing with trauma and loss. And I think your character is very relatable and a lot of people will, will see a lot of themselves in it, especially for people who have lost someone. And it's done in a very respectful way, which I really appreciate as well. So yeah, like I said, your performance was really incredible. I give a lot of kudos to you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, this one's a little bit of a fun question. Watching the movie, we see a lot of stuff go down, but I love to know the stuff behind the scenes. And this could be something that was really funny, something very memorable. What is something someone would not expect to happen behind the scenes while watching I this can, movie? I can take this one. Okay, um, absolutely. I, uh, sometimes I, I'm so quiet, I let Sarah and I feel like <laughs> I need to jump in and like take the reins sometimes for her, but uh, there, there was a, a lot of dark energy while we were filming these really dark Ooh. scenes, just because that's what's generating in the room, right? right. And I really fucking freaky, especially on day one for me because I wasn't used to it yet. So I was just like really addicted to burning Palo Santo, and I just Ooh. kept burning Palo Santo, which is essentially like sage. You know, it's a smudge, but it's stronger, mm-hmm. and it doesn't smell as bad, and it's not really smoky. It doesn't pollute the air. It's like 
really ideal. And uh, I just kept burning it in the scene. Like after every cut, take, boom, boom, I light it up again. I'm just clearing the air. And I would do it when I would have breaks and was sitting in like video village area. And then the fire marshal kind of came over and like, <laughs> talked a lot of shit to me and was not nice about it at all. And uh, we we had a little disagreement about it. And I eventually took my pile of Sanko outside. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that happened. Oh my god. You didn't know? Oh man, no. she was so rude. She was really enjoying her flex. Like, this is my time to shine. I have power here. Let me I could step it. in. Yeah. Yeah. She was not well informed either. She was I, I honestly feel like she had demons in her and my father <laughs> the was irritating them. Because that's the real thing. Like you know what? That could be true. Palo, anyone who thinks Palo Santo smells bad usually needs it really bad, you know? Yeah, they had bad juju, for sure. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Like, maybe that person would have transformed later on during the set. Who knows? Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's funny that you bring bring up that story because it goes back to, like, what you said earlier. It's like, don't tell me what to do. I'll still do it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Good memory. Yeah, of course. Getting to know me. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, it's a good trait to have, you know, do what people say you can. Uh, I have the saying, right. so, something so simplistic, and um, I'm a big believer in this. And it's so but, simple do what you love and do it a lot. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I love that, Frederick. And then yes. I want to add to that don't um, don't be a fool, though, and do things just because someone's telling you not to do it um that's true <laughs> like rebellious and then you end up falling into some other traps because that's them like succeeding in reverse psychology so you know yes. discernment in every moment if it's something that's like true to you and then someone's telling you not to do it uh then fuck them <laughs> that no that is a great segue you always want to have to do something with a positive intent and something that's positive and nothing negative not to do yeah. stuff just to do it uh, good not, call to not to harm no. anyone maybe we'll we should make our own self-help book. <laughs> I think a lot of people yeah, would appreciate it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, I'm, let's, I'm down. let's write that play it down. <laughs> oh, I'm in. I'm already, you know what? I can write a script about this too. Who knows? Uh, Hit me about, up on Instagram. Let's do it. <laughs> I, will, I will. I definitely will. Um, how about you, Sarah? Is there anything that was very memorable during the behind the scenes stuff? Something that's just always going to be with you and take it with you? Actually, there is something that I haven't talked about. Um, I don't know if anyone else knows this, like in the cast, there was some of the crew that actually uh, stayed a few nights in the house that we filmed in, the the house that was kind of my childhood home for Ellie. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember like overhearing the neighbors talking about how like this house was like notably haunted and that they would like see like little kids in the windows in the attic and like things moving or whatever and um yeah so the crew spent the night in this place and they said like in the middle of the night I think it was a mirror or a painting or something along those lines but it just would fall off the wall um and like door and they would hear footsteps and like things like that and I was just like oh my gosh I couldn't believe they stayed in it and I remember walk- going into the attic myself because they said that was the room that held like the most creepy energy mm. and like, the hairs on my arms just stood straight up. It was super, super eerie. Yeah, no, thank you. I would not. <laughs> that that kind of reminds me of uh, the movie Insidious a little bit. Yeah, it's like it all starts in the attic, and then it just like progressively gets worse. And something about attics and basements that are just 
Right. And then there's a lot of horror films that really play strong on those tropes. Like, yeah, the basement's always scary. The addicts are always scary. What you can't see in the dark. And what you brought up, too, is like one of my worst fears of like a creepy ghost child in the window. It's like creepy kids be creepy kids. And I hate that. (laughs) There's something about them. Why? I don't know. But speaking about that, this movie has a lot of creepy imagery. Was there any moments that like it stayed with you past recording or past filming? Um, yes, like there were a few visuals that stuck with me and they actually bled into my dreams after. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'd have having nightmares of like the visuals, which is kind of unfortunate, but it was all worth it. But, um, ah, yeah, I I don't know if I can say because I don't want to spoil anything like what exactly it was. It's all the good stuff at the end. Yeah, okay. You're you're in the same mindset as me. It's like, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but the, the third act where we see something be very different than what we saw earlier is very haunting exactly. to look at there's and, a visual of my mother yes in, and i think people will know but um <laughs> you'll know for sure yeah which is perfect that we're talking about this because this will simplify or like it'll let people know it's like oh i need to go check out exactly what they're talking about so there's a good way to like promote it like yeah go watch it because it is something creepy and it'll stay with you totally. so i love doing that um, and then, yeah, this movie does deal with a lot of complexity with themes, and a uh, big one is loss and grief. And if done incorrectly, it could be maybe a little bit disrespectful, but this movie does a very good job, and it's very strong writing, and I feel like the script is very tight, and it works very well, and the pacing's really good in this movie as well, where it feels like it's a little bit of a slow burn, but we're constantly getting scary imagery, and at the same time, it's symbolic on how the character feels. Um, what was the driving force and what kind of themes did, like stands out for you too? I think the, um, I think something special about this film is it really is speaking to the importance of, of facing your demons, of healing mm-hmm. generational trauma, because, you know, a lot of times it's not just your own baggage that you're healing. It can be, you know, stuff that was passed down from your mom or your parents and their parents and their parents and it's a matter of um you know you can say i don't want this for myself i don't want to carry this out and possibly pass it on to my children so it's really breaking that chain and doing that work and and you know hopefully therapy and and self-reflection and healing um which i think is super important to be aware of absolutely mental health is very important it's everything Mm -hmm. How about for Alexis? What do you think? What, what are Amen. some of your themes? Uh, you know, I, I see the same thing. And, um, you know, this movie is a definitely a PSA for mental health. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And the demon is very literal in this, but it's metaphoric. Everybody, everybody has, quote unquote, demons. Everybody has shadows and traumas and things are stuffing under the surface. This is what shadow work is all about. Um, even we stuff our talents in there. It's anything that was not let's say it's anything that while growing up in your first five formative years of life wasn't celebrated if anybody Mm -hmm. shamed you for something and that means let's say you were the best singer in your town and it made other people who wanted to sing feel bad because they weren't as good as you and so they would shame you for singing because they're Mm -hmm. jealous and so then you being a sensitive person or something and doesn't want people to hate you stop singing so that people will be nice because it just hurts to be hurt. 
And that's yeah. that's part of shadow work is then finding your voice again and singing again. Um, so that's just an example. Um, and yeah, I mean, generational, uh, generational trauma and everything. I've witnessed it in my own daughter and my mother and my grandparents. I mean, every, everybody. It's a very real thing. Mm. And I just love that this movie is um, touching base on that. I think it's really, really deeply important. And it's a good way to bring it to people's awareness whilst entertaining them in their comfort mm-hmm. zone, sitting on a couch, being lazy, eating their whatevers, being social and watching a movie, you know, and it's like you plant these seeds of awareness through these modalities so that people can open their mind and expand their souls and really grow and evolve. Um, I know per se, personally, if I'm, if there's something really, really good for me, but I'm not used to it yet. And then it's going to, you just have this feeling of like, oh, it's going to be boring. So I'll do something to um, stimulate myself and get me on the path, such as like bringing a, a neck holder for your iPhone and mm. like watching a series you're addicted to while going on a four hour hike, you know, so okay. it's like get yourself like keep doing that, sh- you know, that fucking lazy behavior, but on the move okay? <laughs> and you're you get yourself out there and then you build new neural pathways that way and you get in the mode of it. Sometimes we just really need to get our bodies like moving mm-hmm. and stimulated and just like build those new neural pathways, like through our brains, through our bodies. Um, and anyways, filmmaking is a phenomenal way to do that. If, if filmmakers are intelligent. And I think we had a smart one for this one. Rob uh, made a, made a great script. Absolutely. I, I, I love and adore this script. I, I think it has one of those things where it puts the spotlight on those things, but it's not like it, they're not hiding it for sure. But at the same time, we do have that entertainment aspect of um, there's the spooks, there's the scares, there's the en- entertainment yeah. aspect of horror. But at the same time, there's a message involved for those who could relate to it and really right. adjust to like, hey, maybe I should look into my own life or like cut the pattern of what I've been doing. And yeah, you have some really cool ideas like about the having your phone and watching the series while hiking and stuff like that, making the best of both worlds, something that's healthy for you and also something that you really love. And I, th- I think the self-help book that we're going to make is going to be really incredible and sell out, you know? <laughs> Damn sure, definitely. Um, Look, like all, all movies, all movie making is filled with metaphors. People yes. just have to be insightful enough to find them or recognize them and witness that filmmakers usually are doing things for a bigger reason than just to entertain you. They're mm-hmm. like, I, I actually have an issue with my own scripts, like to just make them for the sake of telling stories and, and letting it be just what it is without infusing all these deep metaphoric messages. And it. it's like, I have to literally like step back and be like, okay, I'm going to make something that just makes people feel good. Right. Like, I don't have to make it so fucking deep, but like, um, I think that the best filmmakers do do that. They master it and it's about discernment. And I, I see it very often within the horror genre where it becomes a very catharsis for people of like dealing with like trauma or like just evil things in the world. We deal with a lot and sometimes seeing someone survive a horror film is just what we need because like, if they can survive, I can survive. And it pushes us forward. And I love what you brought up earlier too about maybe people who are making you feel bad for doing what you love. And I believe really strongly your inner circle makes everything. And in this movie, 
we see a lot of like cool friendships like the the main character's best friend is mm-hmm. always there for her it's like pushing her it's like hey are you sure you want to do this i'll always be there for you just call me and i love that support system and i think a lot of people will resonate on that as well where all yeah. these themes are literally just spotlighted and so great it's really important yeah, yeah we we do need good support systems and when we don't have support systems that's when people start making really uh, lonely and unhealthy decisions, such as turning to drugs or alcohol, mm. just looking for ways to comfort themselves because they're lacking in love and support and camaraderie in their life. We're, we're social beings. Uh, we're, pack, we're pack animals. And I think that's something this movie really offers. It is a very scary movie, but at the same time, it's something that will resonate with a lot of people, which is incredible. And like I said, both of your performances will definitely relate to someone out there and they're really going to appreciate it and be like, yes, these are some badass people and I'm going to be a badass and like survive life and do all this incredible stuff. Which leads me to my last question to like make sure I respect your time. If there's one thing you want the audience to leave with while watching this movie, what would it be? Hmm. I, I would like them to leave with uh, the reflections of, of simply the, the generational stuff and the hiding of your demons. Like if they can connect that to their own lives, I'm very happy. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I think life has a way, you know, I think we're all meant to learn certain lessons um, and life has a way of kind of, it whispers at first and then it kind of puts a bigger sign in your way. And then- <laughs> If you don't get that, then it's just completely blows up in your face. And then you're like, oh, (laughs) right. (laughs) That's what I got to figure out. And I feel like that's showcased pretty well for Ellie. And um, yeah, so definitely, uh, again, face your demons. You know, unfortunately, Ellie has a bit of that stigma against therapy and and asking for help. And and, um, hopefully, you know, anyone out there who's dealing, I think therapy is beneficial for everyone and mm-hmm. you know if you can afford it um you know there's various ways but but uh it's, it's just take care of yourself take care of your mental health and uh and uh yes. love yourself the number one priority so well in life i have to add i have to add on that those so yeah. so well said i i absolutely 100 percent. the universe will will give you signs that are very subtle and gentle at first and if you're not picking it up if you're ignoring it, it's gonna get heavier and heavier and then boom you get in like a, mm. some kind of huge injury or something crazy will happen a car accident god forbid knock on wood um they say that this, there's a there's a saying um that most people don't get on their most people enter their spiritual journey on the on a stretcher mm. Because it's like they have to go through something so debilitating, like getting super injured, breaking bones or something until they stop, slow down and start to wake up and, and right. start to re- reflect on, on the truth and beauty of life and the subtle things. Um, and yeah, Ellie's character um, got all those messages, <laughs> but was resisting them. And then you see how <laughs> what happens at the end. Like, yeah, so this, that was a great, great share, Sarah. Yeah. No, I, I love hearing this type of stuff because it's important. And uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners listening to this right now is really going to appreciate that. It always reminds me what you just said of a line from a movie. Uh, a flower must first, no, wait, a seed must destroy itself first before it becomes a flower. Sometimes it takes like a tragic event to make us really realize things and really grow and develop. But I do want to say I appreciate your time here with me. Said. 
Um, thank you so much. I really had a lot of fun with this conversation. I'm sure a lot of people who are listening right now are having a great time listening too. Please make sure to see The Accursed. It's a great movie, great performances, great writing, great directing. Um, I applaud this movie. It's incredible. Please check it out as soon as possible. Do you all have any last thoughts or last things of wisdom? Whatever you want to say, the floor is yours or where people can find you. Oh, I'd, well, thank you so much, Frederick. You're a very insightful young man. I mean, uh, we're you. only in our interviewers sometimes, you know, like if the person's really flat, then it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Really I, I, I hate interviews. I love conversation. And I always try to treat one go. as a conversation. You're good at this. Let's I do it again. I appreciate it. I can be found at Alexis Knapp on Instagram and Twitter. Sarah? Yeah, I'm at the Sarah Gray on Instagram. And, and Twitter again, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And the, the horror community is going to absolutely love you guys. And it's going to be incredible. But this, oh, uh, <laughs> this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Freddie, also known as Night Night. It was a pleasure serving you.